0: 925-377-STAR 925-377-STAR
1: You have a plan for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day?
2: Star Style Time. Hello, Power Partners. Welcome to our informational playground. This is Star Style Be the Star. You are brought to the airwaves under the auspices of Be the Star. You are charity. And I'm your host and your personal growth coach and your goddess gardener. My name is Cynthia Bryan, and I am always very, very happy to spend this hour with you every Wednesday. 4 to 5 p.m., coming to you live on the Voice America Network, and we are on the Empowerment Channel. In today's show, we are going to be talking about those creaky noises that you hear in your house, and what is it that they indicate. You don't have ghosts, but you might have some structural issues that need attention. So we're going to find out what sounds uh, are there, and how you can you know, pay attention to ensure your safety. Especially as winter draws near, you definitely want that to be uh, safe and sound. And then what about security systems? You know, many people, about 20% actually of homes have security systems that are monitored and professionally installed. But there's a new type of do-it-yourself security system that is inexpensive has no additional fees beyond the cost of the equipment, no professional monitoring, and instead just requires um, you to do the work and you don't have to put wires in your walls or anything. So we are going to look at some of those and see if it might work for you. And then, but coming up in segment one, we're going to be going into the garden and talk about glorious hanging masterpieces. But first, the miracle moment for today is from Anne Frank, whoever is happy will make others happy too. And that is such a truism as we look at the world around us and the past year of just disasters and destructions and terrorist attacks and sadness just happening over and over. It is hard to put a smile on our face sometimes, but that is probably what we need to do. So, despite what's happening in your life, strive for some joy and some happiness, and you will make others happy around you. And then it's that boomerang effect of, you know, when you're happy, others will smile with you. Before I go on, I just want to give out a really big, big bouquet of gratitude to my engineer, Matt, who has been with me for several years now, and I feel like we have just become a fine-tuned machine. And he's going to be moving to morning hours. So be engineering some of the great shows that you hear on Voice America in the morning. And I'm so sorry that he will be leaving my show as well as our teen show, Express Yourself. So a big shout out of gratitude to Matt. Yay, Matt. We have really enjoyed having you with us. And I know that our new engineer will be a rod and he's fantastic too. everybody at voice america we're kind of one big family but it's always sad when you have somebody that you've worked with for a long time and you just have you've got that rapport down you know how to dance together right so matt may you learn to dance with your next host as well as we have all danced together well, just hanging around or hanging out it is delicious autumn, and that's what George Eliot said, Delicious autumn, I love that that quote the the harvest of grapes and pears and figs and apples. it's actually in full swing right now. My rebeer grape vine has twined its way into a crabapple tree. And it's actually at the end of the grapes, but I had a grape tree, which was really fun. There were these succulent bunches hanging from the branches. And if you can keep the squirrels, the rats, the raccoons, the rabbits, the birds away uh, from, you know, picking your winter squash or your pumpkins, your walnuts, olives, persimmons, or pomegranates, you might have a delicious crop coming up soon. I know Heather Brittany was telling me that she went away for a couple of days over the weekend, and uh, she and her husband raise chickens as I do. And while uh, they have like six chickens and they let them out, they have a little orchard, but then they have a vegetable garden that is netted off. Well, while they were gone, the little chickens got into the vegetable garden and literally ate everything down. The only thing they couldn't eat were the great big pumpkins and squash that were too hard, but they ate all the leaves, etc. <laughs> so there are many delectable edibles on the trees, the vines, and in the garden, and hopefully. You'll get some and not just the creatures. But I just find myself falling for the hanging baskets of spectacular beauty that I have witnessed from the vineyards of Temecula in Southern California to the coastline towns up on the Oregon coast. And everywhere I travel, I've been seeing these big, glorious displays of cascading flowers. They're hanging from pergolas and lampposts and balconies and porches and patios. And the blooms, these tubs are just filled with blooms, and they trump, I have to say, the fern and the spider plant baskets of bygone days. The prolific blooms include petunias and fuchsias and impatiens and verbenia. And what they do is they extend the flowering season with a myriad of really gorgeous bright colors and purple and pink, white, blue, and yellow. And as long as the flowers are deadheaded when they are spent, Those masses of blooms just continue to be stunners until the first frost. And with all the different contrasting colors and the bright foliage, the appealing textures, everything is highlighted. It's very artistic and it's a very fashionable form. So if you haven't considered it, you could try it now. If you would like to get your edibles off the ground, as I probably need to do a little bit more, and definitely Heather has to, they work well in hanging baskets. You could do peas, strawberries, cherry tomatoes, nasturtiums, or any herbs. They make great contributors to baskets. And you can even mix and match with vegetables and flowers. Butterflies and hummingbirds are going to be constant visitors. So for a no-care container... Fill it with succulents, and then the hanging baskets are really especially perfect for brightening any small area. Uh, Creating one is just super simple, and you can enjoy that beauty, as I said, from spring until winter, until that first frost. Now, if you want to make a bold statement for planting, here are just a few of the names of some um, species or flowers that you might think about adding. So, verbenia, petunia, fuchsia, impatiens, lobelia, cyclamen, geranium, ivy, marigold, asparagus fern, sweet potato vine, begonia, vinca, heliotrope, violas, dianthus, osteospermin, coleus, sweet alyssum, snapdragon, and those gorgeous New Guinea impatiens. Now how do you make a hanging basket you're probably wondering. First of all, any sturdy container that has a hole in the bottom can work, including buckets, colanders, old boots. Plastic planters are the least expensive. However, they are also the least attractive. But once the plantings are mature, sometimes those containers will be covered completely with greenery. But my preference is a wire basket. You can line the wire basket with some sphagnum moss or a cocoa fiber or burlap or even old discarded fabric, and then soak the liner overnight. The next thing you do is you add a lightweight potting soil to cover a few inches of the bottom. Now, don't use garden soil. I don't go out into your garden and think, oh, I'm going to save some money. I'll just dig up some dirt, you know. It's too heavy. The goal is to have your basket as lightweight as possible so that it doesn't compact because you need proper draining, and you also don't want it to be so heavy that you can't even lift it. Then add a lightweight potting soil to cover a few inches of the bottom. And um, after that, plant the flowers, the herbs, the vegetables that you wish, and cover those with more soil. Then water it thoroughly, making sure that the soil doesn't wash away. If you need more soil, add more soil. Then water again. And then finally, just as a top cover, a top layer, you should add some moss. And what that does is it'll help with water retention. Now, if you're using a wire basket, You could do something that's really creative and makes it really pretty is to poke holes in various places and then plant your specimens to exhibit that full rounded globe. And then once you get ready to uh, to hang it somewhere, make sure that those hooks are anchored securely to an area that's going to receive ample sunlight. Keep in mind that when these are watered, these baskets are going to be heavy. So don't try to hang them on something that is going to collapse or that does not have um, the force or the support that you're going to need. Because uh, plants are in a basket, they drain water so quickly, you'll need to feed it monthly with a water-soluble fertilizer, or you can even use those plant spikes or some slow-release fertilizer. And what hanging baskets do is they add that wow factor to any landscape, and they provide absolutely instant curb appeal. I mean, you can, I actually hang, I have a couple hanging from my trees, so that looks really great. I just hang them from a limb, and that's pretty easy. Uh, the, The tree is sturdy, so I don't have to worry about it. Now, when edibles are included, you're going to be able to have a meal from a wheel. So, fill, spell, and thrill and make this a delicious autumn. Now I have a few uh, gardening tips for you for the next month. First of all, as we know, it's been fire season and it's probably not over yet. So clear your brush, your debris, your wood, and any other flammables from around the perimeter of your house. Fire season is, is still dangerous as w- the winds kick up. And until the rains come, it is really important that you be fire safe. Then prepare your soil for reseeding or sowing lawn or adding your sod. I, um, I will be talking more about um, lawns, obviously, in the future. I did a show last week about lawns. So you can go to the Voice America website or to Star Style. Radio.com and click on that and you'll get the links and you can find out everything you'll need to know about planting a lawn. Now, deadhead annuals and perennials for continuous blooming until frost. Cut off any spent rose blossoms and you'll get another flush of blooms probably through Christmas and sometimes depending on weather and depending where you are in the country. If you don't have snow, you'll have them through January. I know I do here at my house. In California. Then take photos of your trees because the autumn wardrobe change is absolutely spectacular. Right now, everything seems to be oranges and yellows and reds and umbers and saffrons. It's really very pretty. Time to plant your garlic bulbs and cool season vegetables. Broccoli, cabbage, cauliflower, Swiss chard. Refrigerate any spring-blooming bulbs, if you haven't already, that you're going to plant, crocus, hyacinth, and tulip. You can mark the paper bags and keep them cold until planting time. And here in California, we plant November through January. And uh, you can plant whenever you feel that it's your time, but that's when we plant here. So make sure to refrigerate those also visit your favorite nursery to find some trees for fall planting this is the best month and the prime time for planting trees and shrubs and by visiting the nursery you're going to get to see the fall colors and you can decide whether this is the right tree for your area be aware of the danger of creosote poisoning if you have railroad ties in your landscape a lot of um, landscapers used railroad ties as steps for many years and the you The EPA, I mean, has stated that humans shouldn't use creosote-treated railroad ties because um, frequent or prolonged bare skin contact can occur and you could get a poisoning. And then experiment with designing hanging baskets for your landscape, as I was giving you instructions before. Be vigilant about deterring skunks, rats, and other rodents from your property because as the weather turns inclement, they're going to be looking for shelter, and you don't want them to overwinter in your house, in your garden, or under your house. That is even worse. Maybe visit a petting zoo of re- rescued or adopted animals. Um, I went to a great petting zoo, uh, and I met Zeus the camel, and he was so cute he just he loved people and he was in he was in an adopted sanctuary because he didn't like being alone with other camels he liked to be with people so he was very sweet to have him follow you around You might want to um, go ahead and swim until it is getting too cold. I know that most of the outdoor swimming pools now are around 60 degrees and probably going colder in other areas. But it has been an Indian summer of warm days and cool nights. So do get outside for a bit of exercise and some forest bathing. You want to savor the deliciousness of fall. And just hang around. We are... Very blessed to live in an area that has four glorious seasons and wherever you are in the world, just enjoy being outdoors as much as possible. Happy gardening and happy growing and when we come back from break, we're going to be talking about the house noises and what we can do to make sure that it's just not ghosts in the closet Or, you know, that monster under the bed. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. I will be right back. Be
1: the star you are.
0: The star you are. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Become our friend
1: on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of
2: And we are back. I hope you're still me. ready to party with me. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan and this is Star Style. Be The Star You Are. I do want to announce that Be The Star You Are is continuing Operation Disaster Relief to help both the California fire disasters that happened in Napa Sonoma and Mendocino County as well as uh, in Southern California and the hurricanes, Hurricane Harvey, Irma, and Maria. We have been delivering boxes of resources, books, and other supplies, and we are shipping as well. And we could use any donation that you would like to make. And we were going to continue this outreach program until the – we're not needed anymore, but so far we are getting a lot of requests for help. Go to the website, be starur.org. That's be the star you Or you can just go to the radio sh- uh, site of um, Starstyleradio.com and you will see a, a link to Be the Star You are. So we do hope that you will support the show and support Be the Star you are and our efforts to help with disaster relief. So let's uh, go into the house and look at, or I guess we should say listen to, all those creaks and tiptoeing and house noises. I mean, young kids aren't the only ones that get frightened by things that go bump in the night because fully grown homeowners often become terrified when when they hear those bumps and bangs and other noises that emanate from their houses, and that's because These unfamiliar noises might actually mean very steep home repair bills. Now, obviously, if you're renting and you hear any of these noises, you need to report them because it could be dangerous things that are happening and it could, you know, be an impairment to your life and health. So you need to report those. But although some noises do indeed mean that it's time to call in a pro, others just point to really simple problems that homeowners are able to fix on their own, and certain sounds can be ignored entirely. So here's what homeowners need to know about 11 worry-inducing types of house sounds. First, heating and AC noises. Heating and AC can make any number of noises. There are pings and dings that come from ducts and radiators, and those are actually perfectly normal, and they can be safely ignored because they're just metal expanding and contracting due to temperate, uh, t- uh, you know, temperature changes. But if you hear high pitched squeals or any grinding noise that's coming from a furnace or an air conditioner. Now, that could be a problem. It could mean that a moving part is not moving the way it should, and it probably means it's going to require some pretty rapid action. If you hear a noise like that, immediately shut off the system, wait a few moments, turn it back on. If that sound is a whine, you just need to replace the unit's filter before turning it back on because that means the restricted airflow caused by a dirty filter might have been the cause. But if the sound returns, shut down the system completely, leave it off until you can actually call a heating, ventilation, and air conditioning specialist. They're known as HVAC professionals, H-V-A-C and these professionals can take a look, unless temperatures are so extreme that you have no choice but to use it. But, you know, you could be endangering something um, by doing that, definitely the mechanics of it. And I always worry about things blowing up, so I always think it's better to turn things off. Now, of course, the problem could be something simple like a worn bearing or even a belt, that, uh, an HVAC Pro can replace for 100 to $150. But the longer you allow a unit to make the sound, the greater the odds that that small problem is going to cause a larger one because the parts are going to strain and overheat. And then you actually might burn up a motor or a pump and have to replace that. Now, speaking of a motor or a pump, one um, of the things that I always do now if I go out of town overnight is I turn off the water to our house, having had a major flood a year and a half ago that took, what, 10 months or nine and a half months of restoration and living in Oh, dirt destruction and pure hell. I don't want to go through a house flood again. So my heart really goes out to the people of the hurricane victims and hurricane uh, survivors, I should say, who uh, have, they still have their houses, but they had flood damage. It really, water is so destructive, and it takes a really long time to, um, to clear it out, to clean it out, to make sure you don't have mold and all of that. So one of the things that i was told by the plumbers and contractors and it works really great is just to turn off your house water when you leave i do have sprinkler systems in my house and those are not turned off so if there was a fire those would go on and then i would still have a flood but just like if a you know if a if a, you know a little pipe breaks in the house or a sink faucet or something from the washing machine or, you know, a a toilet overflows, you know, anything can happen, then that's not going to happen because there's not going to be any water going to the house. But if you turn off your water and you have a hot water heater, you should definitely look at your instructions. The hot water heater I have is electric and gas combination. So you plug it in and it has a gas lighter but if I turn off the water, I have to turn off, I have to unplug the hot water heater. Otherwise, it could blow up the hot water heater. So you got to be careful when you are doing all these little things that if you turn one thing off that you make sure to turn off everything that could be connected to it. Now, a frequent clicking sound from a furnace or an air conditioner often means that there's an electrical relay that is malfunctioning. Now, that too requires uh, an HVAC Pro, but the repair bill shouldn't be too great, maybe their basic service rate, and it's usually around $100 or so. Although, I do find these days that it doesn't matter who comes to fix anything. You rarely get away with less than a couple hundred dollars in costs. But, uh, you know, call around, check Yelp and check reviews. Make sure that if you're checking Yelp that you're reading reviews from a Yelp Elite, E-L-I-T-E, Because I am one of the Yelp Uh, elitists, as a Yelp elite writer, we have to um, agree to write honest reviews based on our personal experiences. And so, you're not going to get trolls and you're not going to get people that are just trying to be mean or trying to be overly complimentary or any of that. You're going to get an honest opinion. Now, the next thing is if you have electrical humming, Humming and buzzing sounds from an outlet or a switch, it means that a wires come loose and dimmer switches are kind of notorious for that. Uh, They can also hum for other reasons and um, I'll talk about that in a second. But if it's a switch or an outlet, it might be warm to the touch as well, although it doesn't necessarily have to be. And a loose wire is a big fire hazard. So call an electrician right away to check out the humming or the buzzing and if it is just a loose wire it should be just the cost of the basic service call rate whatever that would be in your home now if you are handy and you know how to turn off your power and you know how to fix it that's great but most people don't so Don't play with electrical if you don't know what you're doing. You could get electrocuted. And as we saw with these horrible fires, uh, we don't want any fires either. That, uh, you know, losing all your memories and everything that you cherish is not a good idea. Now, the humming or buzzing from a light fixture. Is usually pointing to a loose wire, but with lights, it could also be that there's something else to blame. If it's a humming light that's on a dimmer switch or the dimmer switch itself is humming, try, first of all, replacing the bulb with a different type of bulb or one made by a different company. And some bulbs mention on their packaging that they're designed to work well with the dimmers, and if it doesn't end the sound, then you might have to just replace the dimmer. If it's a fluorescent bulb making the noise, the fixture's ballast might need to be replaced, and that ballast is the part of the fixture that controls the voltage to the bulb. And the other thing that I've found is sometimes there's a buzzing sound in a light bulb just as it's about to um, go out. So sometimes, you know, you might get a day or two of buzzing, and then you turn on the switch, and the light goes, you know, there's like a little popping sound. And so it might be just your bulb that needs to be replaced. Now, wall or attic sounds, ew, yucky, scratching and scurrying from a wall or a ceiling, you can probably guess what that means, that you have a rodent or some other small animal that has gotten into your house, and you want to get it out as soon as possible, because the longer this invited house guest lingers, the greater the odds that it's going to chew through the wiring. It might die in your walls, or it could give birth to babies. Now, I have known people who had squirrels that got into their attics and um, populated the attic with more little babies. Rats and mice are a really big problem and especially in older homes rats will get into the attic and then they will go down between the walls and then they will eat wiring and sometimes you have to open the walls up so it's really really expensive most pest control professionals are able to solve the problem for you if um, if it is a, a rodent and the price it's going to depend on what it costs and how big your uh, you know what it costs in your area and how big the infestation is, but I bet you you could plan on 300 to $500 to have somebody come and try to get rid of them. Sometimes if it's a rodent problem, you're going to have to have somebody coming back with uh, traps or um, some other kind of service that they do multiple times. It might not just be a one-time thing. Now, you can also purchase or set traps you want to avoid poisons because those could be consumed by your pets or result in the pests dying and rotting inside your walls. And if you've never had a, a rat or an animal die under your house or above your house, I just want to tell you, because I've had it happen to me, the smell is horrible, and it lasts two or three weeks, and it's just, it's sickening. It makes you just want to, you know, heave. You, you don't just want to evict the pests, though. After you've gotten rid of them, you want to search for and seal the opening that to—that they use to get into your home so that no other animals can get in. Now, there are those expanding spray sealants, they're fairly simple and effective way to, smell, to uh, fill small gaps, and if you have a crawl space under your house, look under tubs and showers because what happens is builders often fail to properly seal off the openings beneath the drain assemblies, and the animals will get in there. Now, with rats, keep this in mind that. A rat can get through a hole the size of a quarter. So when you walk around your house and you see these little... Tiny holes, and you think, ah, oh, it's so small, nothing could get in there. Don't be, um, don't fool yourself. Uh, rats, uh, mice definitely can get in. They can get into something that's as small as a dime, and rats, the size of a quarter, which isn't very big. So, if you can put some mesh wire, it's actually better than those fillables because um, they can chew through those fillables. The fillables last for a while, but they aren't, you know, they're not foolproof. Dripping sounds. Well, here we go. There's a water leak. Now, if you hear a drip inside your wall, be really cautious because that leak will destroy your wall board and your insulation, and it will lead to mold and to mildew problems. And unfortunately, many insurance policies do not cover mold or mildew, so you have Check your insurance, first of all, and but always when you hear a sound, take care of it right away because something small is not going to go away. It's just going to get bigger. Now, not every water sound signals a problem. Sometimes the water is safely inside pipes. For example... If I turn on my outside water, if I go to fill a fountain or I'm watering a plant, I can actually hear the sound going through pipes in my house. And at first that was kind of irritating. And then I realized how what a lucky sound that was for me because uh, being crazy busy, sometimes what I would do is, you know, put water into the pond or into the fountain and walk away. And then It was the reminder of the water running that would make me go and turn it off. So if you hear water, if you have a a crawl space or a basement, always check below the spot where you hear the water sound. Now, if there is a water leak, that water will likely find its way down into that basement or crawl space because water, obviously, is going to take the simplest way down. If you see water or water damage, call a plumber right away, or you might need to call a roofer if the water uh, dripping sounds occur only when it's raining or when there is ice or snow on the roof. I, I know that when we had our house re- uh, roofed, we, uh, when the first rain came, I heard water and Looked and there was water coming through the ceiling, and it had gone through the attic, and was coming through the ceiling. So, there was like a couple of places where the roofers had failed to put um, the tiles on the roof, and it was coming through. So, you want to get all of that checked right away, uh, it's very important. Find the location of any dripping sound, and but troubling water, if you know if the sound persists, you might have to conduct a water loss test, and that is you stop all water use in your house for 30 minutes, you tell your family and your friends, you refrain from flushing the toilet using the sink, tub, shower, dishwasher, washing machine, hoses, anything during this time. You need to turn off your ice maker, your sprinkler system, and any other system that uses water on their own. And then go to your water meter and read the exact reading on your water meter at the beginning and end of the half hour. If the reading hasn't changed, it's unlikely that you have a leaky pipe. But if it has changed even slightly, shut off the water to your toilets, redo the test because leaky toilets are the most common source of phantom water use. And if the second test still shows no water use, it could indicate that a toilet is leaking. Now, check the overflow control in the tank and consider replacing the toilet's flapper valve or call a plumber. Now, again, I just want to reiterate make sure that whoever you call as a professional really is good. I mean, I you know we we've all had these experiences, but when we had our flood, it actually was caused by the plumber that I had called to check my house to make sure nothing was leaking. And um, it I didn't go to I didn't go and check reviews of the plumber, which I really needed to do, but I had met him and liked him. and it turned out that the plumber actually, um broke the piece that caused all the problems. And it was thousands of dollars of damage that was done. And then after the fact, I went to look at the reviews. and <laughs> The reviews were not positive. I, this particular company had done it many times before. So I hope that gives you something uh, to think about. And I was just also, uh, let's see, I was just talking about the ice maker. That is another big leakage, and you may want to check under your refrigerator and make sure that you don't have ice maker leakage. If you have a refrigerator that has an ice maker, that's one thing you could turn off. You could turn off the water to it because they tend to leak a lot, and if you have hardwood floors, you could be in for a problem. Now, an alternative is if you have a heating system that uses hot water or steam, that leak could be from there. So, monitor the boiler's pressure gauge. If the system's leaking, it'll show a loss of pressure over time. And again, if you have a well, some people might have a well, you won't have a water meter to check. So, instead, stop all water use and then stand near your water pump for 30 minutes. And if you hear clicking sounds from the pump, it could mean that you have a water leak. And then... Uh, banging or thumping pipes, that's called a water hammer, and it's caused by water changing directions or being brought to a sudden uh, halt in the pipes. A water hammer almost never causes any problems for the home, but the noise is really aggravating. And they do have something called a water hammer arrester and they're very inexpensive. Uh, you could probably install it, but you could also call a plumber. And uh, for any water heaters that are fueled by natural gas or oil, they sometimes will make kind of a poof noise when the gas or oil ignites at the start of a heating cycle. And other than that, they should operate almost silently. So if you hear a gurgling or a popping or any of that, it means it's struggling to operate and might soon fail. And it's probably sediment that's built up around the coils. So check your heater's manual for specific instructions. Typically, the procedure involves shedding off the water and electricity to the water heater, even gas and oil heaters. As I said earlier, use electricity for ignition attach a hose to the drain spigot near the base, run the other end of the hose outside um, open the drain valve and after the water heater has drained you close it and turn on the electricity and water to the tank and if you do this once a year it usually keeps it clear. Uh, One last thing before we go to our break and that's fireplace dripping sounds if you hear dripping from your fireplace when it rains it could mean that rain is finding its way down your chimney and you need to put a stop to This or the metal firebox is going to rust, and that will create a fire risk. And the source of the problem—it could just be loose flashing. It could be a dislodged chimney cap. Just call a roofer, or sometimes you can just call a um, a chimney professional. Uh, As long, if you know, if you're comfortable climbing on your roof, you could do it too. But be careful, because you might need a brick mason. And that could cost a lot more. Well, you're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. Then our next segment, security systems coming right up. How to do it yourself. Stay with me. I'll be back in a bit. Be
1: the star you are. The
2: star you are.
0: Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan
2: million people over the age of 50 in the United States, and they control 70% of the disposable income. They buy two-thirds of all the new cars, half of all the computers, and one-third of movie tickets. So people 50 and older spend around $7 billion a year shopping online. Eighty percent of them are traveling, and their dollars flow from their credit cards. Consumers age 50 and older are the third largest economy economy in the world. They trail only the gross national product of the United States and China. But are older Americans being ignored by the marketplace? Well, the answer seems to be yes. Between 2014 and 2030, the population of 50 plus is will be growing by 34%. Are you supporting the wisdom of the elderly or are you locked into our youth culture? So you want to boost your business with a touch of gray and it's going to fatten your bottom line. Remember, you are the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another Business Bite from Star Style. For more information, visit CynthiaBryan.com. That's CynthiaBryan.com. Be-
1: You are the star you are the annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over two hundred twenty five billion dollars. Help increase literacy, reduce violence and improve positive media messages by making a tax deductible contribution to be the star you are charity. 376 Moraga, California 94556. Be the star you are.org. Dare to care. You are the star.
0: Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment.
1: It's Power Time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party.
2: Well, this will be a short segment on do-it-yourself security systems, but I think it's an important one because people are definitely concerned for their safety today. About 20% of U.S. homes have professionally installed and monitored security systems, and these services with maintenance and monitoring fees, they can add up to several hundred dollars or even several thousand dollars a year which is really beyond the budgets of most people. And also, many existing homes would require custom insulation and custom wiring. So, in the last couple of years, what's happened, there's a different type of home security that has been catching on, and it's, you know, the do-it-yourself system. There are no contracts that have to be signed, and in most, but not all cases, there's no additional fees beyond the cost of the equipment, and there isn't any professional monitoring that is necessary, so instead of requiring wires in the walls, the do-it-yourself systems typically use existing Wi-Fi network in your home. They have wireless door and window sensors. They have an app on your smartphone or your tablet that controls the system. And there are optional wireless cameras. So you can install Customize and monitor these systems yourself. Now, they're not right for everyone, especially if you don't want to figure out where to put sensors and or you are unwilling to sacrifice that added security of professional outside monitors that would contact the authorities when you're away or you're under threat. But for homeowners that are willing to do without that professional monitoring, these do-it-yourself security systems do add an extra layer of security. And the systems also provide some peace of mind without very much cost. Now, how does it work? Well, the centerpiece of a do-it-yourself home security system typically is a base station, and that connects to your home's Wi-Fi router. Now, I probably don't have to say if you're using Wi-Fi, you have to have a pretty strong password, and hopefully not the password that was just given to you from from, uh, whoever your service provider is. The base station contains a built-in, a very loud 110 decibel alarm, and it communicates with various sensors, which would include motion detectors for rooms, contact sensors for doors and windows, and all of these which can be attached very easily with double-sided tape. The wireless motion-detecting video cameras that also can be used in these systems tend to get a lot of attention because there's a certain, you know, wow factor using your smartphone or tablet to see what's going on in your living room from anywhere in the world. But video cameras are not as important, actually, as the other components for actually deterring the break-ins. Although I was listening to another radio broadcast the other day about a, um, there was a comedian on who was writing about the system he installed. And he loves having the cameras so much that he actually installed a, two or three different cameras in in all his rooms except for bathrooms and bedrooms. And his reason wasn't so much to, do, to deter burglars or break-ins. It was so that he could catch his kids doing funny things that they could have a discussion about and so he would monitor those videos, and then he would save the videos of the fun things the kids were doing. And he figures when they're older, he's going to play them back. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of that was kind of a funny, um, an interesting use for those kind of cameras. So, with most um, do-it-yourself systems, you choose whether to receive a text message, an automated phone call, or both whenever a sensor or video camera is triggered. Now, many also can be controlled manually with a wireless keypad that you can affix near an entranceway and or with a keychain remote. Now, there are some drawbacks, and here they are. Most do it yourself systems depend on that Wi Fi network in your house. So, if you lose electrical power, unless you have a really good battery backup system, those systems might not work and you know they may completely fail. So, a basic entry level do it yourself system starts at around $200, and is an elaborate system with lots of additional sensors and cameras can actually run into the several-thousand-dollar mark. Now, a comparable entry-level professional home security service for a small house will charge like a $99 installation fee, $40 a month monitoring fee, and have a, mo- you know, a mandatory 36-month contract. So, um, that is a savings of about $1,340 if you do a a do-it-yourself system. So, that's kind of a good thing. Now, what to buy. There are more than two dozen companies that are offering these uh, do-it-yourself home security systems and some range from those really well-known brands to the startups and you want to consider three factors when you choose. Number one, of course, price. Most um, do-it-yourself systems are cheaper than a professional home security service. When you consider that with do-it-yourself, you might not have any outside monitoring to pay for and, of course, no contracts. But there's definitely a wide range of how much you can spend. So you want to decide what your budget is. Second is the size of your house. For a small apartment... A very limited do-it-yourself system with a base station and a contact center a sensor on the front door and maybe a couple windows is enough. If you have a really large house, you might require a system that's easy and affordable to expand and offers you options such as range extenders that strengthen that Wi-Fi signal to reach rooms far from the router. Like in my house where the Wi-Fi or Internet is really kind of, it doesn't matter what uh, provider there, it's all pretty difficult because I'm kind of in, in more in a remote area. Um, we had to get a an extender system, and that works brilliantly. I really, really like it. It's worth the investment. Now, type of protection that you need. Most systems offer a basic security package, and then they let you customize it you know, according to what your needs are by adding additional sensors, sirens, cameras, and remotes. But you may want a system that also offers additional types of protection beyond break-ins. For example... Some systems have a carbon monoxide sensor and a flood sensor. Others have keychain remotes that elderly parents can carry around the house to alert you via smartphone if they have an emergency or if they fall on. So there's really, it's there's a lot of different ones. You know, something that um, we actually installed for our gas for our house was there's an emergency shutoff valve. For it's a, called an emergency, uh, an earthquake emergency shutoff valve, and it only shuts off the gas when there's an emergency or it's the gas line is hit very strong. So, like if you have an earthquake and it shakes, or it's hit with a hammer, or a car hits it, or something, the gas will automatically be turned off. So, I think that could be a good a good thing. So, here are a few systems. Now, this is a very basic, inexpensive system. It's called iSmart Alarm. It's a starter package. It comes with a base station, two door and two window sensors, a motion sensor, and two keychain remotes. It takes maybe 15 minutes to set up, and it costs about $200. It doesn't include a camera, but you can buy one and add it on for about $150. Another one is called a Piper Pro, and this is best for homeowners who want a system that provides more flexibility, and um, it can plug into your existing electrical outlets and allow you to automate lights and appliances, but this one costs about $400. There's an Iris by Lowe's, and this one is one that you kind of you add on to it. It has a smart hub, and you keep adding on to it, and then you can have a ten dollar a month plan that gives you more advanced controls. And then there's one called Simply Safe if you don't want to monitor the security system but you want monitoring, costs that are pretty low. It the equipment's you know close to three hundred, and then it might be fifteen to twenty five dollars a month. So those are some tips uh, for you to do it yourself. So I hope that you will stay safe in your home and be cautious of all the the bumps and the sounds and the, the whistles and all the things that could be going wrong so that you can keep your house in tip-top shape and then just enhance your landscaping a bit with some beautiful hanging baskets so until, now, until next week when we will play again here on the Star Style Playground thank you for being great listeners and allowing me to be in your life and your host every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. live on the Voice America Network to make a donation by credit card or via PayPal go to be thestaruare.org it is tax deductible and we are helping with disaster relief if you want information on my books Visit cynthiabryan.com, click on books or click on the store and it'll take you right there. And you can get autographed copies and lots of extras too. My aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse and motivate. So see beyond your physical being and know that you are already a star. So until we celebrate again, remember... That love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep us happy. My name is Cynthia Bryan for Star Style. Thanking you and encouraging you, be the star you are. Be the
1: star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. You are the star.
0: It's. Been- a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit StarStyleRadio.com and to make a donation to the charity, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org Ignite the flame that burns brightly within, take charge of your life, and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect Cynthia Bryan every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time 7 p.m. Eastern Time right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week be the star you are.